0: To our Tuesday episode of the 3 Plus One podcast, where we are joined by my amazing, beautiful, and lovely co host, Tracy Bonner.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: And this week's guest, diversity and inclusion leader, Paris Prince. Hello again. Paris, welcome back. Tracy, welcome back. How has the week been so far
1: for the two of you? It has been awesome. I went to um, Impact Day over uh, with the Marietta Roswell. Uh, alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Shout out to those young ladies. What um, did they do?
0: At, what was their impact? It at? was
1: really good. Um, they talked about um, getting college scholarships, um, how to leverage um, getting financial aid for students. And then they had a fair. They were giving blood. They were giving flu shots. I learned a lot about stuff I need to have in my car in case of an accident. Like they had a, a, a fitness... You know presentations and stuff like that. People were selling their products there um, for skincare, and it was just really nice. It was good. And, and what's unfortunate, it was not a lot of the community there. It was more mm-hmm. of them, and I'm like, what can we do to get the community more involved in, in an right. impact day?
0: an impact because right. it's for the community. Yep. Paris, uh, how are you enjoying your visit to the city too busy to hate, Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm a long way from home. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I reside in Richmond, Virginia. I really love Atlanta. It's so great to be here. And uh, it's a beautiful city. I had my first spin class today. Hey. I think I did pretty good. So I rewarded myself with a big donut afterwards. And uh, yeah. Was How was the donut? It. So,
0: the you know, shout out to KTX Fitness. And so... That's the, the you know fitness studio that we went to for spin where I took our guests and then shout out to Sublime Donuts. Oh, yeah. So tell us how was that donut? I barely remember. I just
2: it was gone. It, so it fast. was so fast. <laughs> and it was it was like a foot long braided kind of donut. I don't it's, know it's called it a yin yang. A yin yang.
0: It's a yin yang because it has vanilla donut and chocolate oh, um, oh. dough combined. So I call it a yin yang. Sublime bad. is also, you know, my favorite. Uh, Sublime is a black owned and operated donut shop originally uh, right here in Atlanta. Um Uh, 10th street is the original location they now have two and you know that chef and curator he really is a genius he's done some amazing things with pastry and shout out to him not so much with uh, customer service so (laughs) there's some there's some room to grow at sublime donut at that 10th street location to give uh, your loyal fans good service well
1: i go to the one on north
0: brook in brookhaven yes so and i'll say this I am, as you, as we talk about all the time on the podcast, I'm all for cancel culture. And if you give me a bad experience, I'm going to cancel you. However, Sublime, I've gone there several times. I know Mama works there. She, Mama real rude.
1: Hey, Mama.
0: Mama can be real rude. You're good to Mama. Yeah, Mama's no, good to you. Mama's <laughs> never been nice to me once, and I buy lots of donuts. But what I will say is that that's one of the few places in Atlanta that I will go to be mistreated. In return, because the donuts are just that good. That's an endorsement. It's yes, an endorsement, it especially is. coming from someone who is the king of uh, cancel. cancel culture. Who may have been canceled who may not have been canceled is Fox News' Shepard Smith. Tracy, yeah, uh, what do you think about this? I know that we kind of talked about it a little bit on yesterday. You brought up Shepherd Smith. You, you, you you've seen him? You familiar with him? I am. And guess he's... who's never watched Shepherd Smith once huh? in his life?
1: Well, he's one.
0: Zachary Kirk. You he... know why? I canceled Fox News. <laughs> In 1996, when it got on the air, I said, I would never watch it, and I still have it. But tell us about it.
1: Well, I'm not a Fox watcher. I'm a seems like you are. No, but I Because you know I do, Smith. I know. I follow his stuff on okay. YouTube. I'll watch it because a lot of times he'll call out President Trump, and I'm like, who's this white man? You know? So I'll watch the clip. Um, but I think he's one of the few... A journalist who is actually interested in giving the, the hardcore facts and the truth about what's going on in the news and in our country. And it's going to be a loss because everybody can't be a yes man for your organization. You have to have
0: both sides. And doing represent. research, you know, for the podcast, I have researched Shepard Smith. He um, is from Mississippi, a graduate of that school up north. And um, and you know what
1: school is
0: that i can't that we call it the school up north because we don't we we will not say that school's name but you can google it any of our listeners want to know please don't say it's It's in it's in the city up north that is correct and so (laughs) shepherd uh smith um you know seems as from what i have been able to research what I've been able to research has done a really good job of bringing some type of balance Or an attempt to provide balance at Fox News and A network that has been increasingly accused of being a mouthpiece for Donald Trump Despite the fact that Donald Trump said in a recent tweet on October 10th From the day I announced I was going for president I have never had a good Fox News poll Whoever their pollster is, they suck But Fox News is also much different than it used to be in the good old days. Um, So that's one thing he said. In addition, in regards to uh, Shepard Smith leaving, he said, did I hear Shepard Smith is leaving your president, President Trump? Is he leaving because of bad ratings? I wish Shepard Smith well. So do you watch Fox News, Paris? Well, uh, the good old days were when I didn't have
2: to hear rants and tirades from our president. On Twitter. Mm. Uh, I would rather ignore them, but you know what? These are presidential they're statements. Ever pres- they're ever-present as well. They're, they're statements from our president. And you know what? I think that uh, Fox News, much like our, our president, Donald Trump, has a very loyal following. Mm. And uh, they subscribe to that network and are supporters of President Trump for very reasons. And they're fervent mm. with those uh, I don't think that uh, they're seeking out any alternative views that uh, Shepard Smith may have been more moderate with uh, his reporting. But I think this reflects a trend that we see uh, within the Republican parties, particularly where we see uh, waves upon waves of Republicans resigning instead of seeking re-election. They're essentially leaving in droves and. Um, And, uh, of course, also our president with his revolving door in his administration. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many Republicans are essentially uh, being forced out because there's no longer a place for them within the party. Um, And I think that Shepard Smith was considered a moderate. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, this reflects uh, the polarization and the more extremism that we're seeing within the right wing. I agree
0: 110%. Mm-hmm. Kind of shifting for our Tuesday episode and talk, uh, the tenor and the focus of the conversation, the two of you have some things in common uh, that I would like to surface, and that would be the work that you both do in entertainment, mm-hmm. that you both are, you both act mm-hmm. as well as uh, model. And so, Paris, can you tell us a little bit about your venture into entertainment Well,
2: uh, I studied uh, in Chicago at the Chicago Conservatory of Performing Arts, uh, and Chicago is my hometown, and uh, I studied there for a few years before going on to get my Bachelor of Science in Management and then an MBA in Social Change, and uh, I'm really grateful for that experience that I've had. More recently, since I've relocated to uh, Richmond, Virginia, I've branched out more from the vocal performance, which I've done for many, many years, singing across the world. Uh, But I've uh, started uh, brushing up and sharpening my teeth with acting. Uh, I actually was cast to be a Union soldier in the upcoming film, Harriet, which is a biopic of Harriet Tubman, uh, starring Cynthia Rebo. Um, and that will be uh, released uh, actually this month. Yes. I'm going to the cast and crew screening uh, next week. So I'm really excited about that. But I mean, there's so many opportunities out here, especially for y'all in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I saw the, the great news with uh, uh, Tyler Perry and uh, the, the studio grand opening here. And I'm sure that that's going to mean a lot more opportunities for black actors, especially uh, uh, knowing his body of work and producers, yeah,
0: and writers. These people in the industry as a whole. Who but just,
1: Richmond has yeah. a, a show right now, Swagger. Swagger, there, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You might see me out there in a couple of weeks. Yeah,
2: come on. I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so Tracy, you know, and I know you rapped on yeah, on Friday of last week, something big. Yeah. Can you give us any insight? Or... Yeah, I can
1: give you a little bit. I am playing Pastor June on a new Netflix show called Sweet Magnolias. And I have four episodes and I'm playing something that I am totally nothing like. But it's been so fun and challenging at the same time. I'm playing a pastor and uh, so I have to be nice and sweet and calming when on the, like, wow. on the on the inside I'm chaotic and passionate. <laughs> so you said that you are now, you know, putting your getting your toe wet in the
2: acting field.
1: Tell me a little bit about how you began with that. Like do, do you have an agent? Have you taken any classes there? Like what's going on with that?
2: You know, uh I just saw an open casting call okay. and I thought why not? you know, I've, I've uh, been interested in uh, acting, modeling, all of that. And, you know, uh, everybody's about kind of a side hustle now and multiple streams of income. Oh, yeah. It seemed easy enough. You know, I enjoy performing. Um, I enjoy, you know, having an opportunity to, uh, you know, portray uh, someone. And in this case where uh, I was in Harriet, I was a union soldier. You know, I had the the rifle with the bayonet on it, yeah, yeah. the the hat kind of tilted to the side, mm-hmm. and the old uniform with the gold buttons, and just to think about what it meant in that era to uh, be a freedom fighter, mm-hmm. to be a person seeking freedom, uh, most likely from the south, who uh, have fought on the side of the Union Army, and you know all of that rich history that. Uh, You know, it's really centered in Richmond where I I live now, which was the former capital of the Confederacy Mm -hmm. during secession. So, you know, it gave me an opportunity to, you know, really have a personal experience that I didn't have personally, you know, in my life. You know, so that was a very enriching experience in ways that I really can't quantify with words and uh, I can't wait to see it on the screen too me
1: either, I'm excited about it so. actually,
2: I rowed a boat on the James River never done that in real oh, life wow. so yeah, like a, a did crew. you have to
1: take a class? Cause we did, yeah. we yeah.
2: did and even after the class, I think they had to like photoshop us rowing in unison yeah. on the film, so we'll see how what's it goes what's the difference that you find uh, you found between theater
1: and TV and film because I, you and I come from the stage. Yeah. And so for me, I found the transition was much more difficult than I thought. I'm like you actor, you actor, you can do whatever, but <laughs> there is a transition. What 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 do you think the difference is?
2: Well, I think it's it's like for example, like uh, we're via audio now, we're on a podcast. People can't see us. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different medium mm-hmm. with the film and, you know, as long as it's not live, you get so many takes and so many opportunities to play around, be improv, play with things, see what works, what, what, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're on the stage, you know, you get one shot. Yeah, and that's it. to tomorrow. Know, <laughs> yeah, if, if it doesn't go right, you know, keep going, play it off. Yeah. Uh, you know, cope however you can. Don't cry. Exactly. But uh, I actually enjoy the the having the different takes because you can really explore and experiment, and you can inflect a different way on on a word here or there, and you know, have a completely different meaning. And I think it it uh, it has input and uh, import for our everyday lives mm-hmm. and like how we communicate acting is a great way you know and studying that like how are our it's our body language our it's facial expression how, are, how is our yeah. emotion conveyed and, or perceived mm-hmm. etc like uh, so it's really uh, an interesting exercise for me one
0: thing that I always ask our guests who are in who are in entertainment or radio, television, and film, whatever the case may be, is who are your primary influences? So, when you think about the performers who have really been for you models, who, come, who are those performers that come to mind? Oh, well, there's so many greats, so many greats
2: living. But in for you, past. your greats. Well, there's this person that y'all might know uh, <laughs> from this video. Y'all ever seen that uh, Beyonce video when she's coming around? She's like, what's your name? What's your name? And he's like, my name is Anthony cosby Nose." Say my name, say my name. YouTube it. Okay. Beyonce, Anthony Cosby-Knows. She's his, he's her husband. Sorry, Jay-Z. <laughs> I really love him. He's talented. He's a Richmond artist, local there. He does musical theater and he was a big reason why I wanted to get into the arts because he just makes it look so much fun. He mm-hmm. sings, he dances, he acts, uh, you name it. Uh, he just had a, a show where he did a lot of Prince music. Um, I love him. Well, uh, Tracy, we need to get him here course. in Atlanta.
1: Absolutely. No doubt. Well, you asked me that question yes. too. And I said, Jennifer Lewis, but I oh, went yeah. home and you I thought about it some I, more. I thought about it and I was like, I like the lesser-known actor. I like the person who hasn't been given the opportunity. Who's making it. Yeah. Yeah, Um, me too. Alano Miller, for me, would be um, an actor that I really... Like, his nuanced work is amazing. Where can we find... So we are
0: able to find Anthony Cosby Knowles on YouTube. Where are we going to be able to find Alano Miller. Miller? He
1: was on Underground. Okay. He was probably one of the most uh, dynamic actors on the show. Uh, The woman that played the mom, too, was amazing, was brilliant on the show. Her name escapes me. But those actors who come from the stage, who are given an opportunity to to play these roles on shows that people don't really get to watch. But, man, their nuanced work, their vulnerability work is just delicious, so... I would watch him read A telephone book
0: He's that good He's that good And yeah. so you guys also I think it would be appropriate uh, in, a, in last week's episode With Aurel Rivera I talked about And apologized to Tyler Perry And to everyone who's a fan of Tyler Perry And saying that I had been Exceptionally judgmental And I'm fairly harsh In my critique of him Throughout the course of his creative cycle And you know My entire you know Life, knowing a man and his work Because I realize Now what it took for him to succeed Mm -hmm. How much harder it is When you start with absolutely nothing To build up to any level of success And that's what he's been able to do You both talked about Tyler Perry This week, what has been For you guys your favorite Tyler Perry Show, performance, play Something that's (laughs) your favorite as we recognize And continue to do the apology tour For Tyler Perry as I continue to do my apology to a fatal period.
1: My favorite um, film that he's done was Family That Praise. Family That Praise. He he had an all star cast in, in that. There Who was, was in that? Sonal uh Alfred Gooder, Cassie Bates, Kathy Bates uh, Rockman Dunbar was in it, uh, um, Taraji was okay. in it. Um, so that's probably my
2: favorite. Well, you know I'm a fan of the haves and have-nots. Ooh. I would love, love, love to be anything on that show, Ooh. a fly on the wall. You know,
0: you name it. Wait a minute. So let's go ahead and let's put this on uh, Instagram now. Paris, you say that you would love to be on. What? What's your favorite TV show? Hashtag h a h n have and have-nots. I never Tyler seen it. Perry. <laughs> Okay, but tell us about it. Why is that your
2: favorite television show? Why do you want to be on that show? You know what? There's a lot of cliffhangers. It's a soap.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: uh, I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but this is like my guilty pleasure. There's a lot of crazy drama. There's a lot of cattiness. Uh, it's a soap. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of uh, beautiful people. Also
0: cast. Tyler Perry has quite an eye. Yes. Uh, so that's well, a reason to watch. Well, his casting director has quite an eye.
1: Shout out to Raven Drummer. Hey.
0: Raven Drummer. So, you know what? Let me tell you something, Raven. We can give you two for one. We can give you Paris Prince, and we can give you Tracy Bonner.
1: I've been on having half nuts
0: in a very small role. We can so. make that role bigger. You, she has big talent. Bigly, bigly talent. So, let's make it happen. So, I think that's really good. I think, you know, I'm no actor. Uh, but I would have to say and When I think about it Again, there's so many Great performances out there So many great artists But I am week after week After week amazed by Akili McDowell And David Makes Man mm-hmm. Now Tracy, last time That you were here We talked about this show I posted mm-hmm. about it on Instagram I mm-hmm. talk about it all the time Have you yet watched What is the best show on The best performance By an, a male actor On television I can't say it's the best show i found some issues With the show uh-huh. But I have to say That this young man's work is just amazing scene after scene after scene
1: i have not seen this show and i as you know i'm not a tv watcher so i it is difficult i have my own business i'm doing all kinds of things but i do have a very good friend of mine Alana arenas who plays the mom on the show and she's excellent and and she's she one of the strong dynamic and um to real mccraney yeah was one of the creators of the show yep. um just
0: we went to school together He's so showrunner
1: i will be supporting it i just I'm it's gonna not
0: have too to, late you, gonna have i think there's two episodes left Paris, have, have you binge. seen david makes man
2: well despite your encouragement to see it i haven't had a chance yet
1: but... we can't see everything do you know how many apps streaming apps and, and television shows that are out i cannot so watch TV how like many
0: uh, shows have i asked you to watch 1 1 How many shows do <laughs> I post about on a weekly basis? one just one but again time will present itself it's a really great show it's such a great show I was really thinking about you know for the, if it gets a second season I very well may do a whole YouTube show uh, dissecting dissecting it so could you give us a quick synopsis like 15 seconds of what the show this now, it's really easy to talk about the show the show is about this young boy named David who also goes by day he lives in the hood of Miami where he's growing up with his mom who's a recovering drug addict and a little brother and he's facing all the pressures that you face growing up in that environment where you are wanting to be successful he goes to a, a private school on a lottery he's trying it's a middle school he's a middle school eighth grader he's trying to get into high school his teacher is Felicia Rashad she has a strong role on the show uh, he has a best friend who is being abused physically by his mom possibly sexually by his stepdad And these characters are intertwined A lot of lives intersect But ultimately it's about David's choice If he's going to... follow and accept a street life or try to live an academic life although living an academic life and being a good student is completely contrary and foreign to what he's faced with so it's it's a reality for anyone again you know i'm a former educator you know high school teacher and you see these kids and you wonder how did you end up like this or how did you go down this path when you had so much potential and that's exactly what we see with david and Mm -hmm. to add to that you know, I personally, this is my own personal theory, is I think that he's schizophrenic because he sees visions and he talks to people that are not there. And it's really a phenomenal, um, is it called a trope? I think, or, a, you know, it's a really great, uh, it's a great. In English terms, literary device to have this extra person always present or there or something else there that he's talking to to let you see the inner workings or inner monologue of the character that really reveals things about him that make him really nuanced and make him really complex that to the outside you wouldn't get because like many black male black boys, he's very quiet. He doesn't talk or speak a lot it's all in his head and so we get to Hmm. see in this kid's head about what could be schizophrenia or really could just or could not be we don't know that yet but it's a phenomenal show extremely complex and it's exceptionally risky I think it's extremely risky some of the things the show is doing and I would love to be able to talk about the good and the bad and it's also a lot of things in the show I don't like but I won't talk about that because there's no one to talk about it with (laughs) but what we can talk about is the fact that T.I.'s wife Tiny Harris, Tamika Tani Harris uh, last week had possible robbery right here in Atlanta of $750,000 worth of jewelry stolen from her Lamborghini SUV despite the fact there was no signs of a forced entry into her uh, SUV. Inside job. She was having drinks with a friend at Bar Moffy, uh, and she lost the jewelry. She lost her wedding rings, watches, stud earrings, all among things that were taken out of a blue velour bag at the top of her SUV console. Tracy, you say that possibly could have been an inside job. Help us understand the street life Let me, that's so foreign to me. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. I lived in Chicago
1: for 12 years and you're from Chicago. So you know not to leave nothing in plain sight right in
0: Atlanta I grew up so in DeKalb in a- Mississippi I also know not to leave anything in okay, plain so sight. in
1: Atlanta there is a huge culture of, of robbery and thievery going on in this city why would you leave your velour bag and then your friend goes out there and she she I, I just, it just yeah. doesn't make sense to me your friend goes out there and, and to get some cards or something and I I haven't
2: gotten past who takes off their wedding.
1: Yeah. What? And that's another thing. Why do you have all that jewelry in your car? And not on
2: your purse? Yeah. Did
1: you come from. You know, she's a wealthy woman. Like, who does that?
2: Maybe it was for a, a wardrobe change. Maybe she had another event. I just hope she has insurance. I'm sure she does.
1: Rich
0: people you problems. You yeah. rich people problems. You
1: deserve to get robbed if that you know you leaving seven hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of jewelry. There. But her, I think her friend did it. You that. think
0: it was the inside job? I do. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I'm not her
2: husband because I would have been po'd if the wedding ring I gave my spouse mm. got left
0: in a car like that. Mm. That I would have to saying. say I agree. Um, so we had a number of things. One thing that we also kind of talk about in the podcast. For all of our guests, uh, you know, what are you leaning towards for 2020 in the, you know, we're we're the Democratic primary in uh, the Iowa caucus is right around the corner. Where are you leaning? Because, we you know, so much happened last week. uh, You know, Senator Sanders had a heart attack
1: and is back on the campaign trail. Sit your butt down (laughs) and go heel. You're 80 something years old. It is okay. Two-step
0: away. <laughs> Your Sanders, health
1: is 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 more important,
0: Senator Sen- Sanders. He's 78. He's 84. He's darn near 80, but he he's looks 70. 84. He's okay. 78 <laughs> years old. He's 78 years young, and Senator Donald Sanders. Donald Trump is 80, correct? Donald Trump.
1: 73.
0: 74. Oh, that, now that's fake news. Okay, let's Google now, it. How, you know, you looked that up while we talk about it. k in addition, you know, <laughs> Joe Biden has also had a number of, he's, he's slipping, six. he's slipping in a number of polls. So it's, it, you know, it's an interesting time. Uh, you live in the DMV, mm-hmm. the V for Virginia. Paris, what are your thoughts as you look at the candidate? that you're a news junkie, uh, what are your thoughts? Who are you leaning towards? Have you even picked your
2: candidate yet? Well, uh, let's not forget that there are some Republican challengers to Donald Trump, too. They are, but they're unlikely to appear on any Republican ballots in the South. And uh, uh, Trump and Pence just might be getting impeached. So stay tuned for let's that. Let's pray. <laughs> the inqui- inquiry has started. Yes, but um, I, I really am uh, enjoying the the Democratic uh, primary uh That's pre-primary, the debates that have gone forward. Obviously, it was a huge field that has been whittled down. And uh, I love that we have so many diverse candidates. Obviously, a huge contrast to the other side with the
0: Republicans and uh, what uh, is to offer there. Inclusion. Um, <laughs> he's very inclusive. He's so inclusive that he is not yet answering this question. Well, it's a, it's a complex <laughs> question. I said all of that to say this, Zach. Um,
2: I was concerned when Joe Biden was the front runner. I'm really? Not, I'm not certain that he's the best candidate to mm. represent, I think, the majority of the Democratic Party. I think that he could be uh, a safe bet. Uh, he did serve as vice president. He has a very long career. And, mm-hmm. But during that career, there's a lot of uh, questionable, problematic uh, uh, events, votes, positions that he's held, et cetera. Um, and, and like you mentioned, the, the, uh, the age of many of uh, the, the leading candidates, whether it's Sanders, uh, Biden, Warren, also, uh, I, I was surprised to learn that she was in her seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh. But we have so many young, diverse candidates uh, within the Democratic. Do you field. think
0: that any of them
2: have a chance of beating President Donald Trump? Well, I mean, who's to say? Uh, I mean, uh, polls we had <laughs> and common sense. Well, I mean, we had President Barack Hussein Obama. Like, who would have ever predicted that yeah. outcome? I think that all of the candidates are uh, far more capable than the current occupant of the white house. Um, And I think that any of them will be great leaders. And I think that, uh, you know, Julian Castro, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, might be my leading candidate. Elizabeth
0: Warren is... I
1: think now that she's in talks with Andrew Gilliam, I think that would be... In talks with who? Andrew Gilliam. As a, um, as a, as a, as a vice roommate? presidential, yeah. Really? Candidate. And so, for me, that sparked some interest. I like her. I've liked her anyway. I like how she handles folks on those... Yeah. Uh,
0: you would rather see Andrew Gilliam over... Stacey Abrams. No,
1: I would love to see Stacey Abrams.
0: Yeah. So we need to put a Florida in that deep column. Yeah, you know, I would. Or love Georgia. To see. It would be great to have Florida, and we've had Florida. President Obama won Florida both times, yeah, we need but Florida. we've never won Georgia. We need but-
2: Florida. Yeah, and you know, we're we're seeing the the attacks that uh, Trump uh, and his administration have orchestrated to. Uh, kind of further tarnish uh, Joe Biden and his family and their political and financial dealings. And I think that's really indicative of how threatened Trump does feel about Biden. So it's it's something to be said for, you know, Biden's front runner status.
0: And I see Donald Trump 73 years old. Yeah. Maybe. Too old. I wanted to change. I need to do some research. Let's see his birth certificate. Right. We need to see that birth certificate because I know what the face is. And it doesn't say <laughs> 73 <laughs> Um, years old Okay, so that's it's interesting So, you know, I think you make some good points I just want to ensure that the Democratic candidate is viable And has a, a chance of doing what has to be done to beat
2: Yeah, but I think Democrats get in trouble a lot When we try to manufacture and maneuver And kind I of agree. think of like how something will play out uh, You know, for example, this whole Russian meddling Uh, It happened when uh, President Obama was in office Yep yeah. And I truly believe that, you know, there was a prevailing set of considerations that thought like, hey, we can't come out hard against uh, Russia, even though we know what's happening and they're attempting to benefit Trump, because it's going to make us look biased. Mm -hmm. And I think that Democrats are thoughtful in that way. Republicans are not. And so I think that sometimes we overthink and perhaps attempt to maneuver things in a particular way and position things in a particular way and actually could end up shooting ourselves in the foot in the process Uh, because ultimately the voters are going to make the decision and there's no you know general political brain that's going to decide no matter no matter how savvy a political
0: scientist we may be. Tracy what do you think? Have you done any additional? I have not. Uh, no, no. I am
1: waiting for Godot. I don't. I'm waiting for God. I, okay. I don't
0: know. Um, I love Marianne Williamson. You know, that's something that the two of us have in common. I love her. Many people don't know Miriam Williamson. Uh, you can look on this bookshelf here and... In <laughs> a fantasy. Yeah, you in have. a fantasy,
2: she would be president. Yeah. And she would defeat Donald Trump. You know, And she would stand on that debate stage with Donald Trump and just... Shower him with love and, and let, divine
0: and Exactly and let him talk and he would defeat himself. And that's all you have to. And so yeah, Marion Williamson, for those of you who are listening, if anyone's listening and you want to do a great study of Miriam Williamson, and to me, her she wrote the book A Return to Love. But my favorite book by her is a book called The Law of Divine Compensation on Work, Money, and Miracles. It is a true guide that I have for my life. This is a book that I give to many people. Um, love the book. Love the lady. Would love to see her be our president, although wow. I think it might be highly unlikely to happen. And she's younger than some of these people. And she's significantly more attractive. I think that's a great place, guys, <laughs> for us to end our Tuesday episode and get ready to wrap the week on tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening and thank both of you for coming out. Peace out.
1: Thank you.